Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 63 with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interview Mike Scarborough, CEO of Litmus, about the new Litmus, their spinoff from SAP, and their areas of impact in the learning technology industry. Find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. Well, welcome back, listeners, and thank you very much for tuning in to another episode. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the senior, senior executives and customers of the world's most prominent LMS and learning uh, tech solution organizations. And today's no different with the CEO of Litmus here to give us a much needed company update about what's been going on with uh, one of the greater enigmas uh, in the industry. Uh, anecdotally, uh, Litmus has a really prominent spot in my memory or by embarrassment maybe is even a better word is because it was my first introduction uh, to a, a cloud a SaaS-based LMS. And it was in 2012 or 13. And I was sitting around the uh, executive table of a dinosaur uh, on-premise uh, private cloud uh, LMS organization. And I was in charge of sales and marketing at the time. And we kept on running into this company called Litmus and nobody knew who they were. And it was lightweight. And our customers said, look how easy it is. And, you know, we just scoffed, uh, just scoffed because it was an unheard of concept uh, at the time to take a free trial or do any of that. But so we got the team around and we signed up for a free trial. and We laughed at how light and how little this LMS could do. Uh, suffice to say, uh, we were wrong and short-sighted uh, as uh, Litmus was really one of the first examples of a cloud-based LMS that set the example for lots of competitors to enter in the market and uh, to compete in a different way. And really the concept of on-premise, private hosting, long sales cycles, perpetual license, all that went out the window uh, and, and started. But in uh, 2015, Litmus was acquired by Kaleidos. In 2018, Kaleidos was acquired by SAP. SAP already had SuccessFactors uh, LMS platform, and nobody could f figure out why the why the acquisition and how the, the two would play together and why you would even want to. Uh, and then the, the unbelievable happened in uh, uh, late last year. Uh, Francisco Partners, a private equity firm, was able to purchase Litmus away from SAP out of the black hole. That's been seven or eight months. We've got the CEO here that's been leading that charge, the, the separation of the company, the striking out on its own new adventure, and we're going to learn all about it. Mike, welcome to the Town to Learning Show. It's great to have you here. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it and enjoyed, um, enjoy talking to you today, so I'm looking forward to it. Right. Cool. Cool. Well, everybody here, uh, everybody being... Uh, probably all your competition and lots and lots of buyers out in the industry are uh, curious about what's happening. Uh, things like this don't happen. You know, we see the acquisitions go one way and then once they get up into the big companies, we never, ever, ever see it go the other way. So you're like the, the first example here of uh, matter escaping a, a black hole, but let's start at the top. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you found yourself in this role and we'll, then we'll start digging. Sure, so, um, uh, started out early part of my career in finance and accounting and worked on some with some big Fortune 500 companies doing a lot of like divisional reorganization and stuff like that. But I always wanted to move my career into technology and into leadership positions uh, in and around technology companies. So uh, happened to run into a Deloitte and Touche uh, strategy consultant that I was working with at the time. Her husband owned a technology company. 
Uh, I ended up joining that company. We grew it, sold it, and it's just kind of been a repetitive process uh, since then. For about the last 15 years, I've been working with Francisco Partners uh, owned companies. And so I've been a serial CEO for the firm now multiple times. Wow, so, cool. Yeah. So love the firm. Uh, the firm has done really, really well. We're usually ranked, you know, number one in the world in private equity world. Um, we have some very large funds that give us um, access to capital and allow us to grow. I would say one of the other big strengths of the firm is, you know, they have a cadre of top tier managers that we can pull from, myself excluded, but <laughs> the rest of the <laughs> you know, people people know the firm. They 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 they've had a really good, uh, successful track record, and that's a big draw for top tier management teams that want to be part of something. You know, with that that caliber of people. Specifically, the firm um, has a handful of key uh, investment areas. I mean, we don't invest in everything. Mostly SaaS software solutions, and we do payments, we do healthcare, we do a few other areas. One of the biggest areas, if not the biggest area, is actually EdTech. And so we've had a number of successful outcomes. We're involved in a number of successful uh, EdTech-based companies. You can see them on the Francisco Partners uh, website, kind of who they are. And so we really, really, really know this space. And we've got a lot of people at the firm and a lot of managers who are very familiar with the EdTech space. So we come to this whole uh, situation of a lot of experience doing divisional carve outs, which is what we're doing here with SAP, a lot of experience, you know, in the ed tech space and a track record of success. So we're, 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 we're thrilled to be here um, and think we've got a huge opportunity here with Litmus. Wow. Great. Well, tell us about the, the current status of uh, Litmus, the company. Uh, yeah, so what's it look like? Share, share some of that, please. Yeah, so SAP was running it in a typical, you know, kind of way, which is they had developers that were working for Litmus, they had salespeople that were working for Litmus, and they had customer support people that were working for Litmus. But all of the shared services, like accounting, HR, you know, that marketing, uh, all of that stuff was done by SAP, not by the division that was Litmus. And so Litmus wasn't, you know, the, uh, the highest priority at SAP while they owned it. And so... You know, they were kind of getting through the day, but they weren't really excelling, I would say. Um, and they, they realized that and said, look, we either got to, like, get serious about rolling this, uh, you know, into something bigger or we need to exit. And ultimately, they decided to exit. Um, that meant that when, when we exited, there were several things when we do these carve-outs that we have to do, depending on what the company that's doing the carve-out, you know, how they had been running the business. They've been running it as a standalone vision where it had all of its, you know, services, meaning uh, controllers, CFOs, CMOs, all already worked in the vision. It was a complete running business. That's one type of part. That wasn't what we were doing here. We had kind of a fraction of a business um, and the other shared services we had to hire and bring in. So in part of the carve-out process, we've been hiring, you know, key management positions that were missing. Um, you know, separating the IT infrastructure so we're completely separate from SAP where we were in their data centers and, and all of that. Um, you know, we've been standing up all the business systems uh, like CRM and accounting systems and all that kind of stuff. We've been establishing our roadmap and getting to work on our roadmap and really going through and kind of establishing internally 
our vision and strategy and communicating that to all of our employees. And this uh, today, you know, we're starting the process of communicating with kind of everybody else, customers, our potential customers, and the rest of the L you know, L&D community. And so we want people to understand where we are, where we're going, and kind of what our strategy and vision is. And so that's kind of where we are. Uh, we've made a tremendous amount of progress. All of the all of the key components of hiring the management team, establishing their business systems, separating the infrastructure, and doing a lot of the development work on our roadmap, all of that is completed. And we're you know fully operating as a as a pretty as a pretty normal business at this point. And it just becomes kind of all right, uh, let's you know, let's get busy. Let's get busy. Well, congratulations. That must have been uh, quite the challenge uh, to pull that it's all apart of, and yeah, figure yeah. out what you're missing and plug the holes <laughs> like that. That's 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 quite the project uh, to say it the least. A lot to have a partner like Francisco Partners who's who does these a lot. So we're not mm -hmm. kind of learning like we know how to do them, and we have the resources of Francisco Partners with their operating partners and uh, the experience of them having done these and the, the, the catalog of managers that they could quickly, you know, bring in that have experience doing these same things. So, wow. Interesting. How benefit. As fast as we're going. Mm -hmm. So what's the, the scope of uh, the litmus solution? You know, the last we checked as a marketplace, you were making an LMS. What's the, is that still what it is? Is it broader yeah. than that? Um, uh, we do, we do quite a lot. I, I mean, again, I don't know, you, you know, you, what everybody knows, so I'll just assume, you know, uh, I need to be um, comprehensive. So, you know, most people think of us as an easy to use LMS that primarily focuses on, you know, like the HR compliance component of, of learning. And we certainly do that, and I think we do it very, very well, but we do a lot more than that. Now, those are the pieces that not everybody are as familiar with us around. So a couple of areas that we, you know, we focus on and we have uh, a large cadre of uh, customers already in, and we expect to grow these areas of our business. So content creation is a, is a big component of what we do. So we have our own content. We have content creation tools that allow people to create their own content. And we have connections to marketplaces, and we have um, all of the areas and issues around managing content, both creating yourself in uh, utilizing existing content. So we do a lot around content management. The next area is kind of what I would call um, uh, OEMing, meaning you have content, you're a learning organization or, uh, you know, somebody who's, who's using us as an infrastructure piece. And so with that, we have a big API layer that lets you kind of develop your own, uh, you know, whatever you're doing, um, and use us as the delivery system for delivering your content to your customers. And so we're kind of the plumbing for those businesses. And so that's another big part of our business. Just to kind of give you, you know, a sense of it's not just, you know, have a few learners and sign up some courses and sort of some bigger tickets than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the second one, uh, certainly a popular concept in the industry of of the headless LMS of, uh, you know, a, a really a big market, uh, in my perspective, from training companies, associations, even customer learning initiatives where brand is so important that they want control of that front end and, you know, want to be able to uh, enable the delivery of content, not rebuild a back end LMS, but truly build the front end because it might include things 
very non-LMSy, you know, for data from CRMs or yeah, uh, exactly. know, other uh, other internal systems. So that's turning out to be uh, one of the uh, or a, a key driver, or a key requirement in the industry. So it's nice to uh, hear that you do that. It's not easy, and so uh, that's not something that's uh, yeah. That's that, sorry. That, that same technology is also used in what I call the external use case. So you have the internal use case where you're training your team members. Um, your organization's team members. Um, a lot of times that is requirements or uh, job onboarding, you know, onboarding type training. Um, but then you have your partners, your customers, you want to integrate a training solution into your customer portal so that your customers can learn more about your goods and services and how they work and you know, how to apply and best practices, that kind of thing. So that external use case, usually there's a lot of, uh, look and feel customization. I mean, it needs to look like your your website, and mm -hmm. it needs to have an API layer that lets you integrate it into your website. And so, we have a lot of knowledge and expertise because we work with a lot of companies to help them execute that external use case. And so, it's very similar to the OEM thing, which is a more like an industrial strength version of that, um, but it's kind of the same idea. Mm -hmm. Is it possible then to to manage multiple audiences? concurrently so can you do employees with your external audit not in the same group but at the in the same implementation yeah absolutely and that, that's usually how a lot of people do it so you have kind of your internal training that you're doing for job onboarding or skill upgrading or requirements training around things like hr and so then you have separate courses that are aligned to you know things that you're training your external learners on is kind of how your products work and you know best practices and that sort of thing. So uh, mm -hmm. we we work with the companies are doing both. Most of our customers that start with the internal use case, but then as they grow and they get comfortable with it and they realize that they need to train their external learners as well, then they want to integrate in and, and add that, you know, to mm -hmm. the mix. Right. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Uh from a uh uh just looping back to something you said from a content standpoint. So the, uh -huh. the integration with third-party content libraries is, you know, fairly common uh, in the industry. However, creating your own content isn't. And my understanding is, is uh, you guys create your own content uh, in we addition do. to third-party libraries. Tell us about that. Cause that's, that's super unique. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a huge uh, cadre of a uh, catalog of third-party content. And the, the real issue is, a couple of things. One is how do I how do I uh, utilize all of that content? I Meaning, I've got thousands of learners, I've got tens of thousands of possible courses. I've got to somehow match the two. Uh, within that, there's a like a core curriculum a lot of times around things like HR and compliance or safety training or some of these other things. We have a, our own content catalog where we think we have you know either specialized knowledge, or, you know, we've got a history, a lot of the content. Studios that we purchased, and we will we will almost certainly be doing more of over time. You know, start to much like uh, like Apple TV or uh, Paramount. It's like you have the delivery system, and then you have the unique content, and those together co co create a compelling offering for people. Saying, "I can only get this content on this one delivery system, so I I, I really value that content. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them." Okay, cool. And uh, how about from 
uh, you know, SAP is so big and global and multi-industry. Uh, does that carry through with uh, Litmus or yeah. you know, did you did you pare it down a little bit and picking your punches? To tell us your strategy well, I mean, around that. Yeah, the, 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 the company certainly had areas of focus ge geographically. So that was primarily in the U.S. Then the next biggest would be in Europe, but mostly the U.K. And um, then uh, APJ, which was mostly Australia, New Zealand, but we have very significant customers in Asia um, and, um, and in South America and we're in Central America and all the rest of Africa and the rest of the world. And we do expect uh, through various business uh, arrangements to grow those parts of our business. Our application is very horizontal. It's already in multiple languages, like lots of different languages. You can go to our website and see exactly how many. Um, but the application itself is already multilingual. And our content creation tools, you know, allow us to work with customers and create content. A lot of our international customers are also creating content that is multilingual, and we help them do that. So mm -hmm. we're all over. And how about from an industry standpoint? Uh, any any particular uh, industry focus or? Uh, we have industries that we've historically done better in, uh, given the SAP lineage. You know, they were heavy in manufacturing, but financial services, healthcare, we've got a lot of good health, really good healthcare content, and we're big in healthcare. And so you can kind of tick through the industries um, that if you, we've got so many customers and we're such a horizontal application that we probably have some customers in in most industries, but there are certainly industries where we, we over time have, you know, have shown a bias toward me. We, we've just got more of the, in that industry than some of the other industries. And some of that is our own, you know, background, like selling into manufacturing. And some of it is, you know, how those industries view and use LMS systems. Some of them are more into it than others. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. How about uh, just how, uh, I guess, anything you can share. And now you're a private company. I don't have to share anything if you don't want, but in terms of bigger in a bread box, like uh, number of locations, employees, customers, revenue, any of that uh, you could share with us? Under 500 employees, um, significantly under, but, but under. Um, and revenue, uh, I don't know that we get that out publicly, um, but significant meaning think of it as uh, kind of a, a round number, say $100 million revenue number. So not trivial, but not huge. Um, and uh, not trivial. Yeah. So significant company. That's great. That's uh, employee to, to revenue uh, ratio there is, is uh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. How about uh, where I started the conversation today is uh, the ability to sign yourself up for a free trial and, you know, kind of attack the, the, I don't know, the simpler, more basic side of, of the marketplace. And typically that comes with less professional services from sales or implementation or integration. Um, has that changed? Is that still the, the focus on that side of the market? Do you have, uh, you know, professional service teams uh, that, yeah. uh, that you can augment solutions with? Yeah. So SAP, I guess the management team that was running it wasn't that into uh, services. I am very much into services, not services per se, but I'm more about solutions. Like we want to provide a solution. We're not here to sell you anything. We're here to help you. 
we're here to help you solve problems in whatever we need to make available to you to solve your problems we need to have available. Now, we might provide it directly ourselves, or we might have a partner provide it, but we're going to guide you to it. A lot of our role is to say the features, the content, the services that you need, you come to us, we're going to understand your situation, and we're going to help get you to a good solution. That may mean we provide it directly, but it may mean we provide it indirectly with partners. Either of those is fine as long as you get to the right answer. Wow. Wow. Cool. Well, that's, boy, you guys are growing up there uh, for sure. To answer the specific question, we are adding lots of services. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, my uh, in my estimation, it's it's really important differentiator uh, with a I thousand agree. different learning solutions out in the marketplace. It really is the people and the solution yeah. uh, that, that make the biggest difference and uh, help solving problems versus... Uh, maybe in days gone by, you were buying an LMS to check a box, but now with all the external use cases, that's not the case. Now it's, yeah. you're about making money or saving money or improving your business processes. And without a doubt, it's competitive differentiation. And so, you know, being able to help organizations get there smarter and faster is, uh, is a good part of your solution to well, have. About, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's, you know, I kind of talk about it as you're either worried about the scalpel or you're worried about the surgeon. Most people are, are interested in having the best surgeon. And if she is, knows what she's doing, you're going to get a much better outcome than saying, hey, I've got the best scalpel. The scalpel is just a tool. Me giving you a scalpel doesn't make you a surgeon. So the whole act of learning and know is really the critical component of, of what we're doing. So our people are our most important asset. Our knowledge and best practices of how to use the tool it's really why you should want to, you know, work with us. The tools themselves, I'm happy to show you our tools, but let's not hyperventilate over the tools. The, the real issue is, do I know how to use my tools to get you to a good outcome? Smart. So what's on the roadmap? What's uh, coming down the pike that you can share? Oh, ooh, that's, 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 a, that's a big, that's a big wicket there. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of people I know are talking about AI, and AI is, is certainly an important part of our roadmap. And AI is showing up in a lot of different areas. It's everything from, you know, obvious things um, like um, having people evaluate courses um, for complete lists. Like, did you cover all of the topics that this topic was meant to cover? Can you have AI kind of grade your course and say, oh, you missed a couple of things here? Just for, for completeness. You can also have AI do things um, like recommendations where you say, I'm interested in improving myself in this way. Can you recommend some courses for me? And you can have uh, one of the big areas when you talk about how people learn and how people get better at something. The first thing I'm going to do is teach you how to throw a baseball. But Ultimately, you got to go throw a baseball. Like you can't just take the class and have me show you a video. You got to actually go do it. And so the practical side of learning, you can use AI. If you say, um, I'm going to have a salesperson and that salesperson is going to practice doing a demo. And the only way I have of giving feedback for that practice session is if I take a human grader and they grade it. Well, that just doesn't scale very well, meaning I can't do it a hundred times because I, nobody's going to grade me a hundred times. 
But if you used AI, it might not be as good a grading as you could get with a human grader and not as finesse. But you could cover a lot of things. Like if you if you ran your demo into and captured the video and ran the video into an AI grader, the grader could look for keywords, make sure you covered certain topics. They could listen to your tone. They could look you know, whether you were smiling, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's a lot of feedback you could get from an AI grader of something like that. And that would that would dramatically increase my ability to practice because there's no point in me doing it if nobody's going to look at it and grade it. It's kind of pointless. Maybe there's a little bit of help if I just do it on my own. But the really benefit is where I'm getting feedback from having practiced it. So you train, you practice, you train, you practice. Like there's a there's a loop that's going on here. And we, we, we put people through a, a learning path or a journey, a kind of career development where I'm going to start with fundamental concepts. I'm going to move to, you know, kind of core concepts that are a little bit more complex. And then ultimately, I'm going to end up at very complex, high level, expert level concepts. Defining that learning journey and that path, AI can help with a lot of that stuff. And so there's a lot of uses for AI. And we're pursuing most of the ones that I've just talked about and more. Um, again, the firm itself, being a technology-based firm, we have tons of people that know a lot about AI. And we're bringing a lot of our firm's broader expertise across the ed tech world to bear on our products and our solutions. So it's not just what Mike knows. It's this whole community of people that we have at the firm that really understand how to apply these technologies. I don't view technology as, you know, it's kind of like anything. It's it's only as good as the people that are applying it in a way. You know, it's, it's your utilization of it. Are you, are you doing it in a smart way and making it, you know, helpful for people? Or is it just a trinket, you know, you throw them in the pile? Mm -hmm. Wow, fascinating, fascinating. All right, cool. Well, we're at the end of our time uh, and we always wrap up our show with a quick advice question. I'm going to change up my the question I was going to ask you. Uh, and put you on the spot here. You mentioned earlier about uh, your uh, uh, your clients going from starting off at, at employee and then extending uh, into the external use cases. If you had to offer a nugget of advice to all of your clients, for example, that are just in employees right now, um, and you know how should they get started started the, having that conversation or expanding that in or knowing where to expand that out to external audiences. Any uh, advice you could give me? Probably have a thousand of those clients in that boat right now that might want to expand the customer or partner learning. Anything you want to share there? Yeah, I think I think it's important to understand and prioritize and put together kind of a life cycle uh, approach. Trying to do everything all at once is usually kind of not a great plan. So it's a bit of a journey to go from having no formal external customer facing content to kind of a full blown, you know, uh, example of that. So you work with us, we work with you, we come up with a plan of how to get into execution mode. And it's not a single point in time. It's we're going to do this in the Q1, we're going to do this in Q2, we're going to do this in Q3, and next year we're going to do this, and next year we're going to do this. And so you have this kind of journey to go and rather than saying we're going to do everything all at once right from day one which is usually kind of a, a, a recipe for a bad outcome outstanding sage advice mike scarborough 
CEO, Litmus, serial uh, serial CEO. That's a funny uh, way to describe it. Uh, obviously, the right person for the job here for the transformation, the extraction from SAP, and now the, the full-blown growth in the marketplace. Uh, exciting to hear about uh, Francisco Partners and all they're bringing to the table here to help grow the solution. And I'm sure uh, the advancements in AI and the other things you're going to do are going to help uh, raise the bar across the whole industry and push everybody forward, uh, trying to keep up and catch up. And all that thing is great. And I look forward to it. Thanks very much. Uh, you got a lot of things to do in your in your daily week, I'm sure. Uh, taking time to come on this podcast probably uh, isn't top of the priority. So I, I really appreciate you carving the time to do that and sharing the update with our with uh, our listeners. Uh, Lightning to hear what you're going through and, and also the updates of uh, a really big name in the industry. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, and really appreciate all the work that you do. The, the role that you fulfill for our industry is critical, and it's really helpful to me and to, and to everybody else. And so really appreciate you uh, allowing me to come on today. Oh, outstanding. Outstanding. Litmos.com is uh, the website, talentedlearning.com. You can find more of our fiercely independent content. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Talented Learning Show podcast series. We hope to hear you and see you on the next. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>